Welcome to Show Me South County, a podcast that shares the stories behind businesses, people, and neighborhoods that make living in South St. Louis County awesome. I'm your host, Kevin Dewey. Thanks for joining me. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hey, I'm excited today to welcome our guest, Patrick Ahern. He's the owner and operator of Cellar House, your neighborhood place for great food and drink. Patrick, thanks so much for joining us, man. Why don't you uh, kind of kick things off and let us know a little bit about you? Uh, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, excited to be here. Uh, so my name is Patrick Ahern, uh, a South County kid. Uh, grew up uh, in uh, 63128, so right next to uh, the Oakville area. Uh, did not plan on becoming a restaurant tour as I as I grew up. Uh, was in architecture. Went to architecture school at Kansas State. Uh, worked in the field for a while. Uh, eventually, uh, a downturn in the economy cost me my job. And as I was searching for uh, where to go next in my life, uh, sort of landed on wine, uh, which was a passion of mine, and and um, started a small store, at which eventually we added a small restaurant, or I would actually say a wine bar, and now that's turned into a full-fledged restaurant. And that's the real sort of short Cliff Notes version of of how I've gotten to where I'm at, basically. Love it. That's awesome. So kind of take us, take us back to like that, that moment of like, you know, like what is your, like the why behind your business as far as like, what was that moment, you know, in time where you're like, you know what, I'm going to do this and, and this is why. Sure. Uh, part of it was, um, and going back to the wine, the wine aspect, um, I had, I had spent um, 12 years living in California, uh, got into wine while I was in California, lived in the Bay area. And, um, really enjoyed wines. And when we moved back to St. Louis with my family, um, didn't like the current selection of wines I would find in, in the grocery stores and that. Uh, there were wine stores that had good selection, but they tend to be a little bit of a drive from, from where we were. So uh, that meant for me, you know, so as I, as I lost my job in architecture, I had been thinking about this and, and, and that seemed to be maybe a niche that could be filled in the community. You know, there wasn't a wine shop in the community. Um, and then that brought me into um, what the challenges would be with selling wine and not just any challenges of retail, but, but wine specifically um, is confusing and complicated and has a stereotype of, of being snobby uh, and all those sort of things. So it was important for us and for me, if we we're going to sell wine to break down those barriers as much as possible, trying to paint a picture to the customer of what's inside that bottle. And um, really just trying to remind everybody it's just booze at the end of the day. <laughs> Don't take it too serious. And, 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 you know, let's, let's, you know, start simple basically. Awesome. Yeah. That, that's cool. That was going to be one of my questions was, you know, like wine could be like, it couldn't be intimidating, like an intimidating topic, especially if you're you know going to a wine bar and if some people may feel like I need, I need to know like what I'm going to be ordering and like how to talk about wine and like what, you know, what's going to be good with this pairing and that pairing. Like how do you guys kind of help, you know, the, the uneducated and like, you know, people like myself who, you know, I'm not a wine aficionado, like, like what do you guys do to help, you know, make it be, you know, like a learning and educational experience too, when you come in? Sure. So I think you, you try to break it down in simple terms. Um, you try to get an idea of, of what an individual likes, um, whether it's fruity or sweet or dry and those sort of aspects. And then, and you try to fit them into those bottles, uh, in the restaurant, it's similar. Um, but we may work with what they're going to have for dinner and try to find a good pairing. Um, ultimately, I believe you can drink whatever you want to drink and eat whatever you want to eat. And if you like those two things, you're going to be happy. But 
you can elevate the experience if you find the right the right pairing. Um, so we we try to look at it that way. Um, you really have to rely on getting good clues um, from your guests or your customers to try to figure out what that best fit is for them. Um, and that can be challenging because everyone's palate's different, and what you think might be sweet, I may not think is sweet, and vice versa. Or, or we find a lot of times fruity is sweet to people, where in other people fruity is fruity, and sweet is is a whole different aspect. So there's challenges there in trying to to break those things down, um, and trying to understand what what your palate is telling you versus what my palate is telling me. Sure, sure. So what is like the most popular wine that you guys serve right now? Right now, um, you know, things have changed. I th- I'd say we, because of the season, we're selling a lot of reds. Okay. Uh, so you see a lot of Cabernet. Uh, you'll see some Zinfandel sold. Um, we typically do sell a lot of Chardonnay, though. Um, that's always been a big part. Um, we used to sell a lot more Moscato than we sell now. That was for a long time one of our biggest categories, but that has really slowed down um, since the move for a new location. I don't know if why i don't know if it's because of the move i don't know if it's just because people's palates have changed but that we have noticed that Hmm, that's interesting so where do you guys source your wines from is it you know all across you know the united states and you know in the world or is it local like kind of a little bit of both like how's uh where do you guys get all your wine from we're pretty worldly so you know so we we like to get it from everywhere Uh, we like to try to represent as many different places as we can. Uh, we did that. We do that in the restaurant. And we did that in the store as well, where it was really important to try to give, take the world view of wine um, and show people what wine is like from different places. Um, and, and try to find a wine for every palate as well. You know, you need sweet wines and dry wines and fruity wines and earthy wines and, and all of those things in between to sort of hopefully make sure that anybody that walks in has an option that they'll like. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that's great. And so, um, you know, I, I guess when you guys made the transition from originally just being, you know, a wine, a wine shop, you know, to the restaurant, now it seems like, you know, the restaurant is kind of, you know, the, the main focus of the business. Can people still come in and buy bottles of wine from you guys? Is that still an, an offer, offer that you guys have? Yeah. So we still sell retail. We still sell right. bottles. Um, the same thing. Um, we, we, what we tell people is we, we do the same thing we were doing previously just in a different sort of package. Um, so anything that's on our list now, we can sell retail. Uh, same applies with spirits that we carry. Uh, the same applies with, with beer that we carry. Uh, and then we can take special orders for guests too, in case we aren't stocking something that they would like. Gotcha. All right. So for the, to focus on the restaurant side of things now, like what, you know, give us an example of some of your most popular menu items right now that, that people just come in and love. Uh, lately the shrimp and grits has been a big hit. Um, that's been very popular. Uh, our baked goat cheese is, is another real popular item. Uh, we occasionally joke we should rename the restaurant slider house cause we sell a lot of sliders. Uh, <laughs> nice. so whether it's our, our tuna sliders or beef sliders or chicken sliders now they, they do very well. Um, whenever scallops are on the menu, they sell very well. Uh, so we, we've seen a lot of, of those items selling well. We also rotate our menu quite a bit. So, okay. um, and, and anything can go. We, we aren't married to any one item. I think the only item that's ever not changed in a long time is the tuna sliders. Um, so maybe we're married to one item. But, but really, for the most part, we're, we're all for looking for uh, new things for our guests to experience. Um, it keeps things new for the chef as well. Um, and he's doing an amazing job for us and it just, it kind of keeps the fr- restaurant fresh all the time. Yeah, that's awesome. 
So, you know, I know, you know, there's awful statistics out there for restaurants as far as like, you know, locally owned, you know, brand new startup restaurants, as far as, you know, how, how many of them make it past the five year mark. Was that ever a concern of yours? And did you ever, did you guys ever go through a period where you're like, man, we, you know, we may not make it. And if you did, like, you know, what did you do to, to kind of battle through that and to, to, you know, persevere and get through it? Because you guys have been going for, what, 10 years now? We've been, I've been open for 10 years. We had the, just the uh, store for five years. Okay. Uh, and then it was about another five years for the restaurant. And now we've moved to our, our new spot. Um, at the end of the day, um, I really think it's the food that makes the difference. Um, you know, I, we would joke food cures all. I don't know if that's really true. Um, but it sure can go a long way to, to making things better. If, and because there's a lot of areas to fail in a restaurant. Um, and you can fail with the food. You can fail with service. Um, just if the, if the decor is not good, if it's not clean enough, I mean, there's a lot of areas uh, and, and room for failure. But ultimately, you can maybe not have the best service, but you can have great food. Um, now, it, if you continue to have poor service, you will probably lose your guests. Uh, but ultimately, I think it's the food. And it's just really making sure that, that, you're, that you're trying to deliver the best quality product that you can um, and know that it's going to take maybe some time to get the, the restaurant going and off the ground um, unless you unless you be fortunate and get a lot of good media attention, uh, really good reviews. And that can, that can definitely help drive some business for a while. But ultimately, um, you just need the quality um, to always be there so the guests will continue to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So was there like any kind of, you know, when you said you lived in California for a while, was there ever like a, uh, a model restaurant that you visited, you know, when you were setting up your restaurant, was it something where you were like, you know, I want, I want it to be kind of like this, but have your own spin on it. Or was it, did everything just kind of come up out of your own you know, creation? Um, I think, uh, uh yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know, I think I had, um, especially with the store, that was my vision all along and, and the way we wanted to sell it. Um, and relied on my background as an architect to help design that space. Um, I've done the same thing with both restaurants as well. Um, have had a lot of input in the design of, of, of both spaces. Um, but I've also relied, especially in the restaurant, relied on staff to help guide, guide that. Um, you know, we have a wonderful general manager, uh, Sean Sullivan, who's done a great job to really sort of uh, help guide the restaurant to where it is. Uh, and now following suit with our, our new chef, uh, Kevin Stair, um, where again, we're letting him sort of craft his vision. Um, because I think it's important to, to put people who are capable of doing these jobs in a position where, where they can um, influence it a little bit, you know, give them, I, I told both of them basically, um, when I hired Sean five years ago to run the restaurant and, and to really be the bar manager at that point that, was a blank canvas for him. You can paint this canvas. And I've told Kevin the same thing in the kitchen. Now, of course, we, we want to make sure we're following certain things and maybe a certain path. And I think we've all come to agreement what that path is. But ultimately, I want them to drive the business because they, they, uh, they have the ability to do that. Yeah, they're the experts. So why not let them take it? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's, to me, it's more of a democracy than a dictatorship. Yeah, very cool. So my next question is, you know, like when, when you're looking at where you're going to open your restaurant and you decided on South County, is it, is it because there was nothing, you know, nothing else like that around here or was it, you know, because you, you've grown up and lived in South County, like kind of take us through that, you know, thinking and thought process and what made you think it would work in South County too? Sure. So uh, the wine store really was just effective where I lived and, and not having that sort of niche. 
we opened this next to the, the wine store happened to be an available space. That's where the restaurant originally originated at. And it really wasn't going to be a restaurant. It was just going to be a wine bar. We, we had already were doing some drinks in, in the store, selling some simple food. I thought we would just take it up in a simple notch, keep people longer, get some more people to stay. Um, that eventually did evolve into a restaurant. Um, and at that point, um, you know, we outgrew that space, which is why we ended up moving to where we are now. Um, and, and a lot of what prompted the move to the space we're in now is it was close to South County. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I wouldn't say I knew that a wine shop would work in South County, but I thought there would be a shot at it. Um, and it did seem to go pretty well. We've always had a pretty loyal uh, customer base. Um, and then the same with that restaurant. It, it took a while. Those first couple of years in the restaurant were, were very lean. Um, and I don't think we necessarily started with the best product, but we found our way. We got, we've fought through those challenges, um, to where we are now. And it just seemed like the logical sense as we were looking for a new space, um, that we needed to stay close to where we were because we'd already built a customer base up over 10 years. It'd be, wouldn't want to have to start that over if possible. Uh, so, and, and a great space came up just across up. Uh, a mile away from our original location, which was just absolutely ideal for us. Yeah, I mean, your new location is, is phenomenal. I mean, as far as so much traffic goes by and sees it, especially with the big patio that you guys built and, you know, with the logo on there and stuff, it looks great. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better location, I think, you know, I mean, it's closer to the highway. So people, you know, who maybe aren't in the Oakville area can access it, you know, quicker and easier. And yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, as we record this, we're, you know, in the midst of COVID-19 and depending on when people listen to this, um, you know, like right now we're right in the middle of things and actually tomorrow, you know, the county is going to, you know, forcing more guidelines and mandates as far as, you know, it seems like restaurants are getting hit, you know, harder this time. If people are like me and just want to, you know, love, love on their, you know, locally uh, owned um, restaurants and, and businesses, what's, what's the best way that, that people can, you know, can still support you guys and just make sure that they, you know, help you guys out basically in this, in this challenging time for, for businesses. Sure. Well, so um, I think at the moment we're for St. Louis County, we're starting tomorrow. We're, we're down to either outdoor dining or curbside only. So um, I would definitely say get out there and support the restaurants as much as you can by ordering curbside. Um, you know, if, and, and in our case, we'll, we also sell wine and spirits and beer so we can, we can solve some of those things. We can almost maybe give you a complete experience without giving you the, the, in, the dining in experience. Um, so I would just, you know, would urge everyone to get out and, and support as many local restaurants, um, small family owned restaurants as you can afford to obviously don't, don't do more than your means allow, but you know, do what you can do just to help. Um, cause it is a challenging time. Uh, not just for the restaurant tours, but for the employees as well. And a lot of these employees, they, they rely on tips uh, for their, for their wages. So, um, and, and though, and, and we do see a trend when generally people are very um, giving, you know, they were very giving this last week of, of service inside the restaurant and the curbside uh, tips were very generous as well. So we, that's always very appreciated. Um, so that's what I would, I would definitely recommend uh, doing for, with the, our guests. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. And so, you know, moving forward, you know, your vision for, for your restaurant, what do you think, you know, what do you kind of see as, you know, in, in the next, you know, five years, as far as do you think anything changing, it's, you know, do you see saying, you know, things like you know, remaining the same, like, what do you, I guess, what's your big vision for, for your restaurant? Um, you know, I, I, 
um, it's hard to look past the next month or two at the moment, just because of all everything's changing so quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we planned this project pre pandemic and then went through the, the closure of the old space during the pandemic and construction and reopening still during this pandemic. Um, so the ultimate goal, um, for me is just to keep expanding the restaurant, um, keep improving on the quality of, of the product we provide. Um, and then maybe look to see if we can't come up with a good formula, which I think we're, we're coming up on one. Um, and maybe looking to see if we can do this again somewhere else, uh, in another community. Um, every community is a little bit different, so there'll be different challenges faced with trying to find the right formula in that community. But I do think um, we're putting a good good base together. We'd still like to grow, um, but I don't want to make the restaurant larger than it is. I'd still like the restaurant. I, I like the smaller restaurant. We want to keep that sort of feeling involved. So I, it might that would mean um, either another restaurant, a similar style restaurant in another area, or maybe another restaurant of a different sort of sort in, in the Oakville area. Cause I do love this community and would love, and I do see other opportunities uh, in the area that uh, I think niches that could be filled. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure the Oakville community would, uh, would love to have, you know, more restaurants and, uh, and things to choose from. So that'd be, that'd be welcoming for sure. I'm sure they did support you. So very cool. Well, thanks. You know, thank you for joining me today, Patrick. Really appreciate it. And um, you know, anything you want to say before, uh, before we say goodbye? Uh, just uh, thank you again for the opportunity. Um, I hope uh, we all get through this pandemic fairly unscathed here and, and things can open up again um, in the future. Uh, we definitely would uh, hope to people do get out and support the local restaurants. Uh, obviously, we'd like as much support as possible um, through our curbside service and our, and our outdoor dining. But we definitely uh, everybody just uh, get out there and do what you can to support your local community. Awesome. And I guess, you know, real quick, um, what's the best way for people to place a curbside order call in or on your website? What would you prefer? Calling just cause that way we can manage it better. Um, okay. so we, and, and we'll have multiple people and multiple phone lines ready to go. So we'll be able to take quite a few calls, but we definitely recommend calling. Uh, and that number is 314-846-5100. And then if you go to our website, sellerhousestl.com, you can see our menu. Uh, and including the package, beer, wine, and, and spirits as well will be on that website. Perfect. Awesome. Now I'll make sure I'll link everything up in the show notes um, of, the, of the episode. So um, perfect, man. Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And good luck through the COVID and through everything else. I'm sure you guys are going to do some, uh, some more great things in the community. Thanks so much for being a part of South County. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Show Me South County. If you're digging the show, please share it on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to it in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. 